Midwest Direct was founded in 1982 as a provider of mail pre-sorting operations. Back then, employees did it the hard way, standing in front of cubby holes and manually hand-sorting the mail by zip code. Today, our technology has advanced to the point where just one of our machines can sort up to 50,000 pieces per an hour. Midwest Direct is a marketing and communications company focused on helping marketers deliver engaging messages and interpret the results. We deliver over 2 million messages every day that land in mailboxes, inboxes, and in online ads. Then help our marketers understand where their ROI and ROAS is in advertising. This is Michelle Toivonen, Director of Strategic Marketing and Communications for Midwest Direct. Today, we're going to interview one of our favorite partners, Abigail Griggs with El Toro. El Toro is an IP targeting firm that specializes in digital marketing without the use of cookies. We invited Abigail to join us today to discuss OTT advertising. We know that many of our clients are investigating, going into, or beginning to use OTT advertising. However, there's been some resistance in the marketplace. We think we have some good answers for some of the common reasons marketers are a little nervous to try it. And I think Abigail will be able to help all of us learn a lot. Today we have with us Abigail Griggs, data analyst at El Toro. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Abigail. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about OTT today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So we are thrilled to have you on. Um, most people don't know that you guys at El Toro have been doing a lot of work with OTT, and we're really excited to share this news with um, our clients and people who are just interested in knowing a bit more about OTT in general, but I also know that you happen to have some really special techniques and we're gonna dive into that today. Sound good? Yeah, sounds awesome. Okay, so let's just start out with, Abigail, can you give us a good overview of what is OTT advertising? Yeah, so OTT stands for over the top, which is referring to going over top of existing cable box services to provide that premium video inventory in pre, mid, and post-roll in-stream video. Okay. Uh, OTT is the in-stream video is available on any device that can stream. So we've got the regular devices that we see, mobile, desktop, tablets, as well as those connected TVs, whether it's a smart TV, uh, a game console or a device that actually connects your TV to an IP, like an Apple TV, Chrome stick. Uh, in the industry, it's referred to as a set-top box. But that's, OTT is just that premium full screen. You're only watching that video and it's unskippable. So it's, it's as close you can get to like full interaction with a user. Well, so those are the ads that as a marketer, I absolutely love. As a consumer, I stand there and go, when's it over? When's it over? Until they catch me, right? So those are, you know, because I grew up in an era where we had regular landlocked television. Um, we were used to those kinds of ads and it's nice to see them making a comeback. Um, a 
question for you, what do you have a clue on market share right now with OTT? Because it's still relatively new. Like, do you have some um, ideas about that? Yeah, so I did some looking around and in 2019, the OTT market share was valued at $121 billion, which is pretty pretty good for a new product. And mm -hmm. it's expected to grow to 220 billion by 2027. But I could actually see that number going up more with I how, could active, too. how active it's been this year. I could too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think I know just from the client side, people are inquiring, people are interested in this. Yeah. Um, so, Although it's new and although it's exciting, it still hasn't really taken off. There's some uh, information in like AdAge and marketing magazines right now saying people have not really fully embraced it. Um, I'm wondering what, what your view is on why maybe some marketers are holding back a little bit. Yeah. And that is, that is such an interesting question, thinking about all the levels there are to it. Uh, I think that cost of inputs are probably the biggest barrier of entry currently, uh, both with the production of a higher quality ad, as mm -hmm. well as the higher price point for the placement when compared to traditional display or video advertising. Mm -hmm. And we've actually seen multiple instances where like inventory scarcity and higher price points have actually prevented an advertiser from entering the market, specifically with the 2020 election cycle, Montana mm -hmm. political placements sold out right before the general election. Uh, same for Iowa, like right before their caucus, making mm -hmm. OTT really competitive and really exclusive at mm -hmm. those times. Mm -hmm. Do you think that trend will continue this year now that we're a little bit past the election? Thank goodness. Yeah, past the election, you know, we're seeing constant increase in inventory availability, and we're not seeing these these big U.S. events that would take up all that inventory. But mm -hmm. the next primary, we could see a similar situation again. Okay, so um, as El Toro is an offer of OTT advertising. Give me a little bit of insight on what makes your offer different. How are you guys different from all the other ones that a marketer could approach for OTT? Yeah. So our product for OTT and all of our other types of digital advertising is built on the foundation of our patented core technology. We have patented an algorithm that determines an IP address based on a physical address uh, generally clients provide us their like CRM data or they build that data themselves, but we use that for precise digital ad targeting at a household level. We have a 95% or greater confidence level, bringing a meaningful one-to-one -one targeting, eliminating all fraudulent traffic, and we ditch the need for cookies. So mm -hmm. we apply this level of targeting on top of our premium OTT deals and ad placements for just like a type of targeting that nowhere else in the industry you can you can find. So that was a lot of information, one answer, and I want to just circle back to one piece of it, which is really important to me, which is that you don't use cookies. Yeah. And so maybe um, some of the market resistance has been the concern about spending on a product when the marketers know that cookies are basically going on the way out. 
right? Mm -hmm. So can you expand a little bit on that and just circle back and explain at the most basic level, what does that mean that you're not using cookies to place the ad? Yeah, so I, I guess on the most basic level, we're just performing IP targeting. So we only identify the IPs that we wanna serve on and mm -hmm. wherever they might be streaming or browsing is where we will serve the ads on. While cookies, you know, you, you like go to Amazon and you look at a product and you go to another page and you're filled with like mm -hmm. four or five ads, maybe on the next like four searches you do. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, cookie segments, you don't always know who you're looking at. You, you could also be looking at fraudulent traffic, which is really hard to quantify when you, you just have cookies. And, uh, and we see browsers, um, especially more secure browsers. Safari has like completely eliminated cookies in general. So you're already mm -hmm. limiting your inventory availability in those cases. Mm -hmm. And yet, because you have the home address, you can tie the IP address to it and then serve ads to any devices that are smart devices in that home. Uh, to that IP, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that means that basically this is a direct marketer's dream because they can actually use OTT advertising and add it into any data that they have an actual land address. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, OTT advertising, how long has El Toro offered it? And what do you think is going to happen with that over the next couple of years? Yeah, so we've been offering OTT um, prior to the political election. So I would say four months to the actual general, looking at maybe like eight, nine months now. So looking at trends that we're seeing, we're seeing really strong adoption rates across our customer base. We also tend to work with more early adopters, mm -hmm. clients who are eager to get on the ground floor of new products and beta testing. And we see that when that high video quality is available for placement there, it's a really effective medium in our uh, audiences. And perhaps some of the reason that other advertisers aren't moving into this space as quickly as we did is due to the lack of engagement metrics that we're looking at at the time of serve. Because now CTR is like an effectively useless metric when mm -hmm. considering, considering the engagement of CTV ads. And if you can't provide empirical proof uh, that an advertising campaign works, which we do, um, you're going to probably struggle to enter the space. Okay, so that is a perfect lead in to the empirical proof. Again, because sometimes it's just a little hard to wrap your head around a brand new technology. How would a marketer know that those ads were served to their target audience? Yeah. So after a campaign has finished, we um, offer a service called Matchbacks mm -hmm. where we can evaluate the audience that we match to. We don't match every home. We generally match a target list between 50 and 70%, but we mm -hmm. use those that we don't match as the control group in a matchback to say, you know, this entire list had this percentage of conversions, but you know, this part of the list we actually served ads to, and we, we 
see a lift when we serve ads to those people versus the control group that didn't get any ads. Which is wonderful because now a marketer can actually put into their own calculations OTT with something to back it up that there is actually a response, a response yeah. rate, an ROI, an ROAS yeah. that they can prove. Um, just invaluable in that sort of segment. And my own interpretation of why OTT hasn't taken off had a lot to do with that. And I think in the end, it's very risky for a CMO to say, we're going to spend on this and not be able to prove in the end it worked. Yeah. And when clients do see that we can do that, it makes us really sticky to them. They, they keep coming back. They, they keep wanting to do more campaigns because they can, they can prove it to, if they're an agency, they can prove it to their client or they can, they can prove it in house showing like these people received ads and they were more likely to convert. So um, you just mentioned agency and I've heard you refer to political a couple of times. That leads me to a Another question for you, which is just, have you seen specific market sectors adopting faster or are there areas where you feel like they're kind of missing out sort of both sides of the question? Yeah, well, definitely political is mm -hmm. a very active segment right now as we've already touched on a little bit, but they, they push the inventory to scarcity when, when they're active for election cycles. And um, another one that's been, um, adopting OTT really quick is the auto industry. Mm -hmm. um, but they've always chased traditional TV or linear mm -hmm. TV markets. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not surprising to see them evolve this quickly mm -hmm. um, in the OTT sphere. One that I think I'm a little surprised hasn't entered the market yet is academia or education, mm -hmm. specifically universities. Uh, I, I have a feeling it has to do with the cost per placement but their target market is um, extremely active in OTT segments when they're looking for young people. So, so as a parent of college-age kids, um, you hit on one that I myself have wondered, where are they? Because um, what can sometimes be um, a block where the marketer who's placing the OTT has to explain to the end client that, hey, this is going to show up on every device in the home in the case of higher education, that's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> because you want both the student and the parent to capture the ads. So you're, you're right, I think you're dead on. I think higher education really needs to take a good hard look at this because yeah. it's actually to their advantage. One of the reasons that um, higher education may be holding out a little bit right now on OTT is that they are just in general dialing down their spend and it leaves me wondering, are they really missing out on something they should be taking advantage of right now? If they're going to spend a little, maybe this is the right channel. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we have seen changes in university spend. Um, but in a lot of cases, we see, we see it shift towards online programs, especially. Mm -hmm. And that definitely doesn't take away from people are still streaming, it's, it's the target audience they're looking for. So I, I would say that they are probably missing out still because mm -hmm. uh, even one conversion is a really high ROI for a university. So it, it is worth putting the money into like an OTT campaign. And it doesn't have to be 
an aggressive campaign. It can run in conjunction to what they're already doing. And just a little something on the side to reach more into that target audience, especially like you said, households that they live with the family, the mm -hmm. family will see those ads as well and mm -hmm. get kind of the whole family excited about this university opportunity. Hey, that's true in general right now across the board, right? I mean, people are home. So it's a huge advantage, whether it's B2C or B2B, to be able to target people at the home address. Yeah, and they're probably not going to see a situation like this where their tar target audience is online this much and at home this much. So I, I do think there's a missed opportunity there. And uh, just as a, a marketer who um, consider ourselves <laughs> content queens, we've produced so much content, I want to just say out loud that those high quality videos, a lot of universities have actually already done that work. They have the video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you see it on linear TV as well. And they could, they could shift that budget away from linear or even traditional digital advertising videos are already at the specs needed for an OTT video because universities tend to make higher quality. You know, that brings up a good point. Can we, put a link in the bottom of our um, podcast blog that directs them towards specs for that? We could, yeah. We'll be sure and include a link below just to help anybody who's looking on what are the specifications and how can they reuse some of the content they've already got to put into OTT um, below. So they can just click in and find it there, thanks. Yeah. All right, Abigail, just to help us wrap our heads around this a little bit more, can you give me sort of a compare and contrast, like maybe talk about some ways that OTT is currently used and how that might be done differently in the future? Yeah, so we do a form of targeted OTT and just touching briefly on that, the inventory is going to be more scarce there because we're looking at very specific audience. Uh, we take that into account when we set up campaigns, but it generally saves the client money because we're not serving to people they're not interested in. Non-targeted OTT currently, you might be interested in serving to an audience who is watching maybe a specific content or on a specific streaming service. I've, mm -hmm. I've seeing people in the sphere who are just interested in serving ads on Hulu mm -hmm. or just interested in serving on ESPN. But CBS Viacom actually uh, released an announcement last week that they are doing beta testing on something called address addressable impressions served on MVPDs on set-top boxes, which mm -hmm. is um, an MVPD is a multi-channel video programming distributor. CBS is one of those. Um, okay. Hulu is another example. Anything mm -hmm. that services other channels for you to watch on. Mm -hmm. And set-top boxes would be on the things like an Apple TV um, or like a Chrome stick. So what they're doing in that sense is um, trying to assume or predict the demography of a household at that mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. And if that, if that turns to be successful to them, other agencies will likely follow and that could eventually phase out non-targeted OTT and bring in more of that traditional targeting that um, other agencies use where you say, maybe I want to target females within the age of 25 to 30. 
So in general, um, I know I've learned a lot today just listening to you explain some of the trends and where this is going. Um, I'm really excited about this technology. I think that the ability to place an ad in a home and on multiple smart devices and streaming devices, it's just amazing. And that more marketers need to know about it real quick. Yeah. And, I, and I certainly hope that the inventory becomes more available because I, I do think people really want it. Yeah, and we definitely, I definitely see that coming. Um, there are forecasts that, you know, one-fifth of Americans will be uh, streaming their content over cable boxes uh, by the end of this year. And it's also projected that that will go up to one-fourth of Americans by the end of next year, wow. which is super quick. And we're seeing, you know, more providers offering inventory, switching from cable to streaming. So it's, it's really a matter of time before the majority of, you know, what used to be linear TV will probably move to um, OTT streaming. Makes really good sense to me. Well, Abigail, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you coming on and explaining this in-depth topic to us and to our listeners. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you're interested in learning more about OTT advertising that specifically targets your audience at home, contact us today at Midwest Direct. You can go to our email, marketing at mw-direct.com, or call us at 1-800-686-6666. come a long way in the last 38 years and wanted to share some of our journey with you through the Plus Podcast with Midwest Direct. We developed these podcasts to support our clients in all the avenues of marketing they have to execute every day. Tune into the Plus Podcast every other Tuesday to hear interviews with industry experts, dispelling mail, data, and marketing myths, real-life case studies, and more. We can't wait to share our insider knowledge stories and connections with you on the Plus Podcast, where the plus means more.